This morning we begin a sermon series entitled Forgive. It's a real challenge for some of us to forgive. But the Christian faith is actually built on forgiveness. It's anchored in forgiveness. You and I are forgiven people. Out of a deep love for us and a desire to have us in unity with Him, the Heavenly Father sent His Son Jesus to die on a cross, to pay the price for your sins and for my sins, to cleanse us so that we might be forgiven and have a new life in Him. I am forgiven. I'm not forgiven because I deserve the forgiveness, nor am I forgiven because I have earned the forgiveness. I am forgiven by grace through faith. And it's not something I did myself. It is the gift of God. So the only thing that I can brag about, the only thing that I can boast about is the greatness of God. If you have received Christ as your Savior, then you too are forgiven in the same way that I am, by grace, through faith. Here's the challenge. As forgiven people, we are called to be forgiving people. Out of the forgiveness that we ourselves have experienced, which is massive, we are called to forgive those who sin against us. When Jesus taught his disciples to pray, the prayer looks something like this. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed or holy be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father in heaven will not forgive your sins. Forgiving others is not optional, but it is not easy. Forgiving others is not optional. But it's not easy either. And we're going to spend some time over the course of the next few weeks looking at forgiveness and uh, what that means. You got that? Yeah. Um, (laughs) Spencer, what's up with all this baggage? Oh, this? Yeah. I carry around with me everywhere I go. You carry this stuff? Yeah. That looks pretty heavy. I don't know. You get used to it. Um, you mind me asking what's in it? Well, stuff. Stuff. Like, let's see. This, this is my ex-boyfriend's football jersey. He was such a jerk. He broke up with me. And then, here's a stick. Stick. My sister hit this with me ten years ago. Ten years? Yeah. You still carry it? Oh, it hurts. And this, Emily borrowed the sweater and tore it. Can you believe that? What kind of friend borrows a sweater and then tears it? And you've been carrying this stuff around all this time? Well, yeah. Um, well, have you ever thought maybe about forgiving them? Forgive? Forgiving's for wimps. No. I'd rather just carry it. Well, okay. 
Looks kind of heavy, though. I tell you what, why, why don't you just, just kind of sit here, and uh, I'm going to go back to this and just kind of take a load off there, okay? Sure, be glad to. This stuff does get heavy from now and then. Okay, just bear with me, sorry. Unforgiveness, sometimes that seems like the only thing we can do. Because forgiveness seems so hard. You see, you get hurt in life. It can be something simple, um, like a, a simple oversight. Um, someone who, who disrespects you, a lack of appreciation, an unkind word. Of course, it could be something huge, too. Something life-altering. You're betrayed by a family member. Something precious was taken from you. You're physically abused by someone you trusted. When these things happen, well, forgiveness seems to be impossible. And quite frankly, sometimes you don't even want to forgive. And so you pack it away. And you try to go on with life, but you carry it with you every day. Some days you take it out and look at it and think about it. And the pain is real all over again. Other days, out of the blue, seems to jump on you. And the anger and the bitterness and the hurt seem like they just happened yesterday. Today, I don't want us to dwell on the hurt, but instead I'd like us to think about the damage that is caused when we fail to forgive. First of all, we need to say this. It hurts to carry around unforgiveness. That's our first point today. It hurts to carry around unforgiveness. The second point is this. When we carry around forgiveness, it causes collateral damage in the relationships around you. It hurts you and it hurts others. Let's dig into that first one a little bit. Let's consider how carrying around this baggage of unforgiveness, uh, how it hurts you. Recent studies have shown that unforgiveness is tied to your health. The immediate anger and the stress of, of being hurt and, and having this anger well up in you, those things ease from time to time. But if we never get to the point of forgiveness, then this buried anger, this stuff that's packed away seems to resurface over and over again. And, and I found out this week that if unresolved, lingering anger makes people 500% more likely to die before age 50. If you have unresolved anger in your life, you're 500% more likely to die before age 50. An unforgiving spirit eats you up inside. In a documentary on the Holocaust, Itzhak Zuckerman, a leader of the Warsaw Ghetto Revolt, described the bitterness that he felt towards the Nazis that he carried with him for the rest of his life. And he said to someone who was asking him about it, if you could lick my heart, it would poison you. If you could lick my heart, it would poison you. And that's exactly what bitterness and unforgiveness does to you. Unforgiveness is the poison that you drink hoping that someone else will die from it. Unforgiveness will raise your blood pressure, increase your heart rate, and even depress your body's immune system. It has been tied to headaches, digestive issues, increased risk of heart disease, stroke, and even cancer. Due to the increased arousal and stress levels, many who experience this prolonged resentment and unforgiveness and anger, they seek to self-medicate. They resort to alcohol, to drugs, to bad, dangerous eating habits. These have all sorts of side effects to them. 
The negative effects go beyond all this, even to mental health. Studies have shown that even low-level resentment and anger tend to lower your cognitive function, your thinking. It prevents you from problem-solving. You tend to make more mental errors, and you think less creatively. Additionally, unforgiveness can lead to mental health effects such as anxiety disorders, depression, and shame. In short, unforgiveness leads to bitterness and to bondage. The Christian theologian, Louis Smedes, wrote this, To forgive is to set a prisoner free and discover that the prisoner was you. But forgiveness not only causes problems in your life, it also causes collateral damage to the relationships around you. It's kind of like this story that I heard about the jogger who was out jogging with his, his big Doberman pincher. And as he was going along, he, he came to this gas station. He was kind of feeling a little dehydrated. So he stopped and went inside to get a Powerade, get a rage, something like that. And when he did that, he knew he couldn't take his dog inside. So he tied him up, tied that leash up to the bench that was out there. It looked pretty secure. It was metal and wood and, and was, was bolted into the concrete. And so the dog sat and he went inside to get, his, get something to drink. Now, the dog sat there for, for a few moments, absolutely docile, absolutely calm, and then for no apparent reason at all, took off at, a full, at full speed out and towards six lanes of traffic out there. And as he did, the torque that he caused on that bench literally ripped off those rusted bolts, and he began to drag that bench behind him as he was heading out there into traffic. Now, as he got into the traffic, six lanes of traffic, cars were slamming on brakes, there was screeching going on all over the place. The dog didn't slow down. The dog kept running, but as he'd get closer to a car, he would make a quick cut and go the other way. Now, you've got to remember, there's a bench coming behind him with sparks flying at the same speed as the dog. And so as the dog makes this big turn, what happens to the bench? It's like a pendulum. It begins to swing. And as it does, wham, into an SUV. And there are splinters flying all over the place and pieces of wood and pieces of metal. And then he's heading over this way and he makes another quick cut. Wham, into a little VW Beetle. They don't handle it quite as well as SUVs. Well, you can imagine that everybody was in stunned amazement as they saw this devastation taking place out in the middle of the road with this Doberman attached to by a leash to the bench and and, and the gas station owner finally gets the attention of the jogger and he runs out and he, he grabs the dog by the collar and calms him down in an instant. He reaches over and he unties that leash from the bench. The gas station owner comes out into that stop traffic and picks up the remains of that bench and takes them to the dumpster. And everyone in the cars whip out their cell phone and start calling their insurance agent. Can you imagine the conversation that must have taken place? If you harbor unforgiveness in your heart, it's like being leashed to that bench. The issues, the, the baggage that you carry with you, they not only weigh you down, but as you go through life, it tends to bash and to batter those people who are closest to you, harming your relationships. And the anger, it seeps out. It comes out on your co-workers, on your children, on your spouse, on your parents, even on the checker at the grocery store. The stress keeps you from exhibiting the, the compassion and the kindness that 
we're called to have to others. It also, it also keeps you from being able to trust others. Hebrews 12, 15 tells us this. See to it that no one misses the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. Unforgiveness leads to bitterness. And bitterness not only poisons your life, but it poisons your relationships. I'm not saying forgiveness is easy. Forgiveness may be the hardest thing you ever have to do. When we are wounded deeply, we don't just get over that overnight. As a matter of fact, sometimes the wounds we experience, the pain, the betrayal, the hurt, it begins to define who we are. We've been victimized, and so we see ourselves as victims. We've been abused, so we see ourselves as damaged. We've been hurt, and so we go through life with open wounds. It affects our lives. It affects our relationships. We, we, carry, the, we carry the baggage of unforgiveness throughout our lives, and the burden is awfully heavy. Steals our peace, steals our joy. Over the next few weeks, I invite you to join me on a journey of forgiveness. To forgive takes time. It'll surely take prayer and submission to God. It won't be easy. But you and I are called to forgive. We're called to unload the burdens that we carry. We're called to seek the enabling power of the Holy Spirit to do for us and in us what we could not do ourselves. The Greek word for forgiveness means release. To move from unforgiveness to forgiveness means that there are some things that we have to release. We have to release the hurt. We have to release our right to take vengeance, to get even. And we have to release our view of ourselves as a victim. Remember the story of the Doberman pulling the bench? When the master arrived, he unleashed the dog from the bench, and the bench went into the dumpster. There's a God this morning who wants to unleash you from the baggage, from the bitterness, from the unforgiveness that you've been carrying. Perhaps today, your first step is to take it and to leave it at the foot of the cross. Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest.